giving you some old Negro spiritual teas. Old Negro spiritual teas, bitch. Yes, ho. Yes. Welcome we shall overcome. Back. Welcome back to Two Save Queens. Uh, it is the 22nd day of the revolution. Protests continue. We shall overcome. Amen, <laughs> ho. Amen, Oh, wow. You really taking it there, sis. Oh, I love it. I love it. That's kind of energy. I feel good. I know, you know, last week y'all stuck through it with us. Um, it, it was a great show. It was, uh, it came together, but we back on it. We got energy this week. We not tired no more. We ready to do it. Whew, how are you doing, Miss Deverell? Sis, sis, sis. I heard, did you, did you see, <laughs> did you see your president, girl? He said there was a new AIDS vaccine, bitch. Oh, what? Yes, oh, I'm about to be no. down here fucking raw down, bitch. <laughs> raw down, ho. Bitch. Oh, shoot. It's time. Oh, man. Yeah, well, girl. We is free, no bitch. Mm-mm. You know. Probably just like the prep girls really out there, huh? Yeah, girl. Even more than the prep girls. If it's a vaccine, girl, I'm about to be, have my hair, you know, down, bitch, and just, you know, have three niggas running up. <laughs> running up in it, bitch. Oh. <laughs> back to back, girl. Oh man. Well, um, yeah, I wasn't aware that we had a AIDS vaccine. Well, girl, um, no, there's no AIDS vaccine, bitch. <laughs> that motherfucker, he fucked up. See, somebody told him about prep. I think, okay. like a in a in a meeting like a year ago, and that you know, girl, homegirl, Miss mm. DJT didn't know about that. And so, you know, when you tell a girl, you don't tell a girl like that. You tell her a little something. <laughs> Like I mean, that's just an example of just giving a girl too much information. Yeah, like or, like you, she didn't like why she don't need to know that. Like just let her, just let her, yeah. uh, let her be. Let her keep thinking y'all gonna y'all actually trying to um you know fix it. I remember it was actually on live TV when he learned about prep too, and he was so amazed by it because it was part of his initiative. He said he's gonna cure AIDS by whatever oh. year it was, girl. Bitch, he don't know shit. Like those girls be telling him too much. Yeah, don't tell him that no. much. Who was that? I, you know, <laughs> we need to find that bitch who told him about that. And like, <laughs> fuck her, fuck her. So was that part of his whole conference about um about um police reform, like his executive order, or was that separate from that? I think That's it was with that, that, but fuck that too, uh-huh. though. Fuck that because that shit didn't go far enough. Like I loved our rainbow police officers. I love that the rainbow police officers in the background. They had a black brother in there, at least one. That's what I saw. Oh, okay, um, okay. Good. <laughs> they have an Asian one in there too. They, oh, do they? Did they? I was asking you. <laughs> oh, I, you oh. I saw some. Well, I saw some browns. So I was like, oh, maybe some Latin um officers, but um. Yeah, it's just, it's just, I mean, I looked at it, um, I was like, what is this nonsense? Um, he doesn't mention the word racism at all. At all. He just talks about speaking to the affected, he spoke with nine affected or the families, um, that were affected by this and- Including Ahmad Arbery's, right? He talked, he, he met with them prior to announcing this, but then he goes on, he goes on camera and says, you know, it's just very few police officers. It's just that whole, a few bad apples, right? Like, mm, he's trying to do that type of tea apples. and be pro-law enforcement. Fuck him. Fuck, you know, I, let's move on from that bullshit, girl. Yeah. It's some good I mean, news. We got some real good news. Well, um, I mean, the thing to talk about with, like, my weekend is that, um, you know, I was out there, girl. We shall overcome. I was at another protest in March. So this was actually was... This weekend would have been Pride weekend during a more normal time. Um, and so there was um, a protest that happened in Hollywood. It started in Hollywood and then it became a march from Hollywood into West Hollywood. Oh. Um, and so, yeah, it was it was a little early for me. It was like at 1030. Okay. I've been, she's been on some inside. Y'all had a one o'clock curfew you know. again, girl? In, in 1 p.m. in L.A.? That's why it was at 10.30? Girl, it don't even be with the curfews. There'll just be helicopters just all the time. Like, it's just all the time. Helicopters. Every evening. Oh, got it. Got yeah, it. she's not running at night no more, girl. I think I the police get do. rowdier as it gets later, too. The police be ready yeah, to fight and beat girls. They be, they're like, they've been holding it in all day. Yeah. They want to kick some been, ass. Exactly, girl. So that 10.30 is um, smart. I wish we need to do that here. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so it was yeah, so it was ten thirty in the morning, and I left it around like one thirty because I had to um, join something. But yeah, it was um, it was good. I, you know, it was it was the first time I caught up with some friends. Like I was almost about to be like, oh, y'all want to go get brunch after this? And they were like, oh, girl, no, because <laughs> we're still in the pandemic. Like I know we out here, um, <laughs> bitch. You out there and- fighting the man? Then you got you got to go get on a conference call. Huh? That's how you living, bitch. 
<laughs> but it's like you know, I, I was wearing masks. Everyone's wearing masks. Good. People were handing out masks. It was people walking around with, um, uh, with hand sanitizers. A lot of different people. I was surprised at how many white queens were out there with yeah. their BLM shirts on. I was like, look at this. Look I'm at like, y'all that. taking black dick now. Um, One, I heard a girl had a uh, uh, eggplant emoji s- sewed on her Black Lives Matter shirt. Some white queen. Yeah. Did you hear about yeah. that girl? Yeah, girl. Yeah. I didn't see that one, but you know, some of the girls. I'll take it. I'll take it. <laughs> you know, it's not quite where we're going for. Like, I feel like some of the girls have been slotted into DMs saying they'll take one for the team to, you know, make do for their their ancestors. But <clears throat> I'll take it. I'll take something. Yeah. All the, all <laughs> but, the naked um, white queens on Twitter and oh, Instagram Lord. talking about Black Lives Matter with no clothes on. No. I mean, I, hey, they're talking about it. They are. You know, I'll give them that. <laughs> Yeah, so, but this protest had, like, 100,000 people, um, and I think that is the good news, is that the protests are still happening, people are still out here doing the work. Um, Even if they're not, even if because there's no looting, they're not being covered as much by the mainstream media, although this protest definitely was, um, but they're still happening across Europe, across Paris, London. Did you see that Paris one? Yeah, I saw that Paris one. That Paris one was real. Those girls really weren't doing no social distancing. They just... They burn in, they burn in cars to create blockades. Yo, those French, they know how to protest, girl. Yeah, they burn they always burn cars in a protest too. Those <laughs> they girls love are to about burn that a car. Life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Those pictures from the LA protest though that you went to, those pictures were epic. Like the oh, sea yeah. of the yeah. sea of faces. I saw yeah. that. Cuz remember I like texted you girl like girl was yeah, this you the one you were that. at? Like Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that one got coverage. Uh-huh. I was happy to see that. I actually was just Right before we're recording on Tuesday evening, I I actually was just walking, like taking a quick walk outside, trying to get some vitamin D, and I ran into a protest. Um, mm. I posted it on our on our Instagram, but she was yeah she was she was a much smaller one, but she was like I don't know they had the drums going. It was just that was a good one. I I really if I had time I wish I would have joined that one honestly. That yeah. was a, yeah it was a cute little protest, and they had their rainbow flag too for Pride Month. Um, mixed white and black you know Um, i mean it doesn't always have to be those because i think you know there was i just saw one that was in seattle yesterday where they just it was maybe like maybe 50 60 people not even maybe a bit more than that but like definitely under 100 people just walk across the freeway like it's just about creating that like breaking the like breaking breaking the habit breaking the monotony breaking the normal to say that like this is something we're gonna break your schedule we're gonna you know make it uncomfortable so that you can think about how uncomfortable we are feeling right now and pay attention and not lose sight of it even as we start opening up and going back to work um there was a wonderful one in brooklyn um that was uh just focused on black trans women i think that's also been great about this one this weekend was very much focused on black lgbt people but also on black women you know hearing brianna taylor's name quite often that felt yeah. so healing cutting sometimes you know that that gets lost <clears throat> the one in brooklyn was focused on um, everyone wore white shirts and it was like dispute it took over um where was this i think it was in, oh god i can't it was some sort of arena i think and it just had just seeing all these people were wearing white and you know saying black trans lives matter um and the, the sister of Laleen polanco who was the trans woman that we mentioned who died on rikers island her sister spoke um and just seeing that that's happening just really is so important because literally just two days i don't know if it's two days a couple of days before that in my city uh my home city of philly a trans woman was just found in the river um after well these two black boys had also died in the river that's a whole nother thing it's not related to uh um, right. well, we don't think related but one of them had fallen in i guess he had tried to cool off in the river so his friend had gone in after him and then they oh, both didn't no. make it. it sorry wow she really is this supposed to be good news but <clears throat> well no well i remember but well you heard about that yeah i i did hear about that i actually didn't hear i didn't know it was two though i didn't so, yeah so he went one went in and then his friend went in because oh. i guess he wasn't servicing and then the third there was a third friend and he was the one who didn't take his ass in there but went to call 911 what's and with that river about, in philly that school kill river like is this, it is i never think heavy about current or I, it must be like it i mean over the years i've heard a lot of girls a lot of people falling in and dying and just candidly i remember when we were at school that being the case too even a couple yeah so even a couple people i even knew fell into the river there in philly so i think off the back of finding those two boys they found this young trans woman had been her body as well where her legs had been severed so (sighs) 
it's re- it's real out there. The, we still doing, but people are still doing the work. You know, Beyonce out here writing letters to the Kentucky Attorney General saying, "Why are Beyonce Taylor's um the murderers? Those officers? Why are they not arrested yet? Naming those three officers. Um, that's the kind of stuff I want celebrities to be doing, not y'all stupid white PSAs about um y'all. <laughs> I don't remember what was it. Did you see that? It was like a couple people like yeah, I did see that. And I heard, I heard, I heard Miss Dave Chappelle read them. Even though I don't feature (laughs) Dave Chappelle for obvious reasons, girl, we don't do we don't do that. But because he's that problematic black straight. Yeah, I mean, I've definitely watched some of his specials, but girl, I don't. I'm not trying to prioritize that that queen in my life. But um, Um, she because she ain't shit, girl. That girl, I think she's I. Well, girl, I've learned some we tea about... We're not doing it, girl. We're not doing it. I've learned time, some tea time. about that girl, too. But I'll tell you later, girl. I'll tell you later. Oh, okay. Well, what girl, you can't say you got tea. What do we don't remember? Is it, like, long tea? Oh. Is it good tea? Well, let's save that for another show, girl. Keep the girls, you know, wanting to tune Keep back in. Keep the girls in. tuning in. Yeah. Uh, so, in addition, like, to see... What's, there are things coming out of these protests. Like, on Monday, there was a two-hour Well, let me... Wait, let, let me interrupt you for one minute, girl. Oh. Let me just say this. Okay. <laughs> The way Dave Chappelle is so obsessed with trans women, right? Can't you see, like, can't you see him being one of those Johns for, like, you know, a trans, like, a trans sex worker? Like, I just, I totally picture that shit. Like, he's so obsessed with trans women, like, and talking about trans people all the time. Like, it's got to be something to that. But, girl, that's for another day. (laughs) Is it? I I think so. Because I think think he's one of these, I think he's like one of these black, these black men who kill trans women. I'm not saying he, he reminds me of that type. I'm not even lying. Yeah. That's a whole topic to talk about the way that oftentimes, you know, while there is definitely state violence that happens to, um, black trans women and some, and trans women in general, um, definitely for black trans women, a lot of their pain, a lot of their hurt, a lot of their trauma, a lot of the violence is coming from black straight men. Yes, it is. Oftentimes. Yes, so. it is. Probably some uh, white straight men in there too, I'm sure. And oh, yeah, I'm sure. Probably I'm majority sure. black straight men. And Dave Chappelle, mm-hmm. he just, he gives that type of tea to me. Like, he, he gives that kind of clandestine, you know, you got to watch out for him type of tea. But he does. But um, I'm not saying he doesn't. <laughs> uh, but go, going back to on Monday, um, you know, seeing some of the outcomes from these protests. So Black Lives Matter LA met with um, our city council here to talk about the people's budget, which is like a budget kind of um, pushing for a divestment from the police and a reinvestment into community around parks, around um, you know, mental health services, health services, different community organizations to kind of, you know, change the way in which we think of policing or we think of, you know, taking care of our neighborhoods. Um, so that, you know, that, again, there were some verb, there were good words. There was good, you know, people listening. Like in some cases, one of the, um, the co-founder, her name is, um, uh, Melina Abdullah. She talked about how in the past she had been taken out, you know, been in front of the, um, City Hall and been like pulled away by police, but here she was being invited to have this conversation with them. And that's the effect that whether you're doing protests, whether you're donating, whether you're just talking about having these conversations, that's there are effects happening. This is the movement is going, yeah. On. The so movement is working, that still does feel like this is good news. The protests uh, are working that way. I mean, even yeah. the fact that Trump signed that bullshit executive order, like the fact that he <laughs> that he even that it's even now part of the national conversation is the protests are working, girl. I mean, yeah, so these girls got to stay out there. Keep donating. Keep fighting, bitch. We we can't give up on this shit. We we can't. No. And we continually get reminded why. Because um, police remind us every fucking week um, with cases like Rayshard Brooks. Oh, you know, yeah. So, oh, my God. That, that video is, like, too much. But So you watched it. Yeah, of course. I always watch. You, I get caught I up. I, I get caught It's not that I'm trying to watch them, but I'm I know, just, I know. I'm we on don't, Twitter. We I'm it, on Twitter but... and Instagram all the time, and the shit is, like, you can't escape it. But anyway. Well, that, that fucking autoplay. <laughs> that, that does it, too. And so it's calls to defund the police grow. Another black man was killed by a white police officer on Friday, this time in Atlanta. 27-year-old Richard Brooks was asleep in his car at a Wendy's fast food restaurant drive through when a police officer on the scene um, asked him to move his car, the encounter was caught on surveillance camera and by a witness. The police officer... So I think there was actually a backup officer called, too. There were yes, two officers yes. involved. Eventually, there were two. Yeah, but only one uh, fired the shots, fired two shots in his back um, as he ran off. Um, he did... Now, I will put in that caveat. He did 
take one of the officer's tasers. Uh, but they obviously the taser from the distance Rashard Brooks was, was at, it couldn't even, you know, it didn't even yeah. hit the officer. I mean, there's a lot, there's, there's like, I don't know if you watched a more short in video, because even I, not watching the video, had known that, like, it was a long footage of the encounter that they had a whole conversation. He had, he told them how he was going to, his daughter's birthday was that Saturday. He told them how he had his daughter's birthday coming up. He told them he could just walk home. And despite having this, and he really was, like, having a level conversation, not resisting, answering all their questions they still want to arrest him. And I feel like that moment was when it went left. And it's like, for me, it's like, as a police officer, but they don't, but you should be thinking about with everything going on, what it means to feel like you're about to arrest this black man. And it went left. And it, I, yeah. I feel like I'm, I would have done it too. Like if I had had this level conversation and even said, he lives around the block. He's like, I don't live far from here. I can just walk home. Or like, why don't you take me on? Oh no, please don't do that for black men. Um, it's just like I would have fought back too. Yeah. I'd been like, I, there was no been the there moment. was no benefit of the doubt given to Rashard, like to Rashard Brooks from the the white police officer Garrett Garrett Ruff, who was fired by Atlanta Mayor Keisha Lance Bottoms, um, and he you know he um, he hasn't been charged with anything just yet, but That's not. but this is something but the, important. But the police know. also were saying the police chief also stepped down, so we're saying in that, that and that's a big victory in Atlanta too because that's where we also had those two college students from Morehouse and Spelman violently pulled out of their car like those atlanta right. pd are just so fucked up like i i'm just so tired of their abuse of white woman police people. chief but i guess you know you know that doesn't, that doesn't mean much <laughs> no i guess not and you know it's weird because that officer garrett ruff who killed who killed richard brooks he had just gone through de-escalation training so it's like training <laughs> no, so training and like reform is it not enough it's not it enough like if the attitudes and the beliefs are still there and all the biases are still there. Like de-escalation training is a shit. And, um, and and the points that's made that like the fact that even with the t- like they don't police don't consider a taser a deadly weapon. So the fact that even he took out that taser and if he tried to taser you, you know, because he was like resting a bit. Like I've seen y'all find ways of apprehending serial killers and murderers of oh, white serial killers and murderers, but. You couldn't find a way of apprehending this man without shooting him in the back? In the back, yeah. In the back twice. That makes it that like, much Let worse. him go. You got, like, he left his car. Where's he? Let him go. Like, what is the point? But of you know how they really, like you said, how they really could have de-escalated the situation because they didn't really witness him in the act of driving under the influence. Like, they just knew he was sitting. So, he was blocking, I think he was blocking some. Some of the cars. The drive-thru like, lane. Yeah. But it's like, he was sleeping in his car. But so I would say this, like in an instance like that, like what they could have done is they could have said, cool, pull over to the side there. We're going to take your car keys and you can come pick them up at the station tomorrow. Mm -hmm. And we, and literally like you need to walk home, take a lift home, call a ride, do whatever you need to do to get home, but you're not driving anymore tonight. Like we didn't catch you in the act of driving under the influence, but obviously we know you have. So just, we're going to take the car keys you can take your house keys and your other keys. We're going to take the car keys and come and pick them up at the station tomorrow. And that's that's real de-escalation, right? That's, that's like, real. I think that's real policing. That's exactly. Real, like, safety. But. but we don't have that here. We don't have that yeah. here. And I will say this. I will note that Tyler Perry is paying for his funeral. But on top yeah. of that is also paying for college funds for his four kids. So, that's nice. yeah, Miss Tyler Perry, she came. She comes through, girl. I, yeah. I got to give, you know, she's she's that girl. Yeah, it still would have been nicer if, you know, that little girl had her dad for her Bingo. Birthday. Well, yeah, that too. Like, obviously that would be better for them to have their dad, but, um, yeah, yeah but it is and what it is now. And it's, it's, yeah. it's like so incredible. This is just part of this tragic pattern of like, poli- I mean, this is why we're out in the streets though. So, because mm-hmm. of this. Cause and of- I think, and I think, you know, there are, there's still gaps here, right? Like seeing, you know, this Friday is Juneteenth. Um, Juneteenth, for those of you who don't know, is also known as Freedom Day, Jubilee Day. Uh, it's a holiday celebrated not everywhere, not by every corporation, not every company, not everyone, but definitely by a lot of black people. <laughs> and by an increasing number of increasing number of corporations black and black people. And oh, sorry, sorry, entities. increasing number of corporations. And yeah, uh, so that's a that's an that's that's a good part of this movement too. I feel like this movement is having residual effects that are you know, going to be exponential. But keep going, Ms. Malachi. 
Yeah, so Juneteenth is important because it commemorates um, June 19th, 1865, when Union General Gordon Granger read federal orders in Texas that told those enslaved people that they were free. It's worth noting this was two and a half years after the Emancipation Proclamation, which happened, which then led to like the Civil War. Um, and then this was two months after the war ended because Texas being a bit further from the East Coast, obviously, um, and those uh, white landowners wanting to make it through another harvest and not do that shit themselves um, weren't freeing people. So ultimately they had to literally send in soldiers to say, no, for real, y'all, slavery's over. Let these people go. So... Uh, Trump was going to have a um, rally on Friday on this day in Tulsa, uh, which is also Tulsa. These two things coming together is like, I, I have a question for you after this, uh, Miss Deborah. But so Tulsa, again, because this is stuff that like like black people know, but you know, you know, we have people who maybe don't. And even some black people don't learn. This yeah, even some black people don't know about this. Um, so Tulsa was... Um, when you talk when you hear the word of like Black Wall Street, that's where it was. It was in Tulsa. And it was where a race massacre took place um in nineteen twenty one. From May thirty first to June first, a mob of white Tulsans who two thousand of them who were deputized by the police <gasps> of all people attacked the black res- residents and businesses of Greenwood District in Tulsa. So at this time, Jim Crow was still around. So AKA, still segregation. Blacks, you got your own bathrooms, you got your own places. Whites, you got yours. Despite that, in Tulsa, Oklahoma, because of oil and because of, I don't know, I, I didn't, wasn't able to get everything out of it, but um, basically just partly oil, partly businesses, partly just black people being amazing, they had been doing well despite being yeah, Jim they, Crow. they called they it the black they called successful. it the black wall street at that time yeah. like it was a really thrive probably the most prosperous black district in the country i would say at that and time. it all came crashing down off of a rumor of a white woman getting hurt by a black man no verification of it but that's all those white men needed to go burn the city to the ground and kill countless people and you know, people losing their houses, homes. Um, it was some interesting parts about this, which even kind of adds insult to energy injury that this was where this um, Trump rally was going to happen. Was there was a committee? I think back in in two thousand, a committee came out to kind of talk about in Tulsa to talk about what happened and to make some recommendations. Some of those being reparations to the people who were affected, and to this day. Nothing has happened. The Tulsa city has opposed those payments. They even, they instead, they issued decorative medals. Um, a federal lawsuit was filed on behalf of the survivors, um, but was dismissed because of statute limitations. So that's great. So, girl, my question to you is, do you think he knew? Someone on his team had to know Someone that between knew. Tulsa and yeah. Juneteenth. I think... This is not really what we should do, but... I don't know. What do you think? Uh, yeah, so I, I think I think Miss Stephen Miller, I think she was behind this. I, she I, did it on purpose. She did it on purpose, yeah. Because they he likes, I think Stephen Miller likes to send coded messages to mm-hmm. the white supremacist girls. And I don't, I don't, I don't know if Miss DJT knew, but I think Miss mm, Stephen no, Miller, <laughs> I think, yeah, but I think Miss Stephen Miller was like, okay, let's schedule this shit, our rally on Juneteenth, because it'll make. Mm-hmm. It's sending a message to white supremacists, supremacists that we're like, we're about mm-hmm. that life. We're on your side. And obviously someone on her team knew because they're, they're not all ignorant of this. Like, no, no. Girl, there's a black, there's that black bitch we were talking about on her team. Nicole Frazier. <laughs> What's Nicole? Nicole yeah, Frazier. Yeah, that Nicole. bitch knew. Like, well, but maybe, we don't know if she was fighting it behind the scenes. We don't know. But mm. I think Miss Stephen Miller is behind this personally. Um, yeah. And I, well, I wanna... of course, when news came out, it got pushed to the Saturday. To the Saturday. <laughs> so to, to June 20th instead, yeah. yeah I guess but, that's something. Yeah, but like another another element to this too is just the crowd control. They're going to have this in an indoor arena as of now um, that holds 19,000 people. This might end up so becoming... So is it indoor closed? Do you know if it's a closed arena or is it one of those ones that's open overhead? Oh, it's, I think it's a closed arena. Let mm. You know what? We actually might need to look that up. But the other... Okay. Uh, so Miss Mike Pence was on TV talking about all, you know, a million plus a million people signed up or some ridiculous number have signed up mm-hmm. to, um, 
to want to join this rally. Of course, some people mm-hmm. I know signed up for it just so that they would be no shows and that there would be an empty <laughs> yeah. rally. But no, it's a closed it's a closed roof arena though. It's a oh, closed okay. roof arena because. And they, by the way, about like some of those people signing up, you know, they are looking. I saw an ad going around about them looking for like people to just come, like looking for people to come. So it's like that's one way of kind of trying to fight it. But they're still they still want to try to have like oh black people holding signs. They do. Push yeah. Like was anyway, the, was it ahead. ad for Sorry, people of color or just people in general? It wasn't it for. It was people of color. Yeah, sort of, no, it was yeah, people of, of color. Why would they need to ask yeah. white people to show up? Of course, yeah. white people show up for Trump. So, but yeah. So, so, so officials within the city of Tulsa have asked Trump not to hold this rally because it could be a coronavirus super spreading event. And then even two lawyers in Tulsa have filed lawsuits uh, to try to get an injunction to stop it from happening because they don't want to be, they don't want Tulsa to become this huge epicenter of coronavirus. And it's already, the numbers are already increasing in Oklahoma for coronavirus. Mm. Um, But Miss Mike Pence, she, she downplayed the risk. She says the media is overplaying the possibility of a second wave of coronavirus. And I think it is too. I think he's right. I think those girls should go in there. You know, you know what? You know what? Sign that waiver. Sign that Sign waiver that, that waiver. says that you can't sue the Trump, you know, any of the, any of the uh, you know, Trump campaign for potentially catching it. And y'all should go, right? Yeah, y'all now. should go. Actually, you know what? The, yeah, let those girls go. Let those girls go, actually. Yeah. That'll yeah, be, that'll, yeah, that'll be, that'll be. <laughs> Especially. It's not, you know, coronavirus is over, girl. It's done. It's done, right? It's done. It's done. Yeah. AKA, black and brown people. It's not yeah, done. It's now. not done. Don't go, no. Yeah. Don't just step out there. <laughs> right. But let the white people But it's go. also, yeah. But it's also wild that Tulsa was also where those two black boys got, for jaywalking, got arrested. Like, it, t- those people, oh, God. When I was prepping for this, like, the Tulsa stuff, I was like, I forgot that that's where that 13 and 15-year-old boy, for jaywalking, basically on a street where there was no sidewalk. Yeah. But this this oh, this gang unit, organized gang unit, came up. And then the, like, the statement killed me. They're like, the statement talks about how, oh, these contacts are very brief, but provide officers a chance to build rapport and discuss the reason for the stock. You mean while you're manhandling that boy and kicking him and throwing him to the ground, you're building rapport? Is is that that's a video where one of the boys is telling the other officer? I saw that video, by the way. Is that one of the? Is that the one where the one boy is telling the officer? Said it's racist. And I I feel like there's one video I just saw where there's two boys. Uh, this it is this video and one yeah, the... where one's standing and like they're basically saying like we weren't doing anything exactly uh, yeah yeah it's that video oh yeah, yeah. that city do we need the do we need that city anymore because I feel like they burned our shit down it's maybe it's just time to burn that shit down like completely <laughs> like Miss Louisville you know they haven't they haven't charged Breonna Taylor is it killer. time for us to burn some of their cities so down? maybe I mean, like she needs to go maybe Miss Tulsa needs to go I mean I mean Atlanta let that Wendy's go Atlanta was like that. they burned that Wendy's down yeah that Wendy's was they, they didn't even let the firefighters said nope that Wendy's is gone I mean Miss Wendy's has her insurance so she'll be okay like right. But I think Miss Tulsa and Miss Louisville, I think maybe black people need to like move out, get your shit together, co- go to <laughs> some other to cities, and then <laughs> they need to go. Like both it's of those girls. Go. But no, yeah. we kid, but not really. Um, well, to bring us back up, truly, and then away from talking about burning cities to the ground, which I'm not against, uh, it's the Supreme Court. Uh, yeah, so that actually some good news. that is some good news. That is some good news. So yeah, the um obviously we all learned this week that the Supreme Court, I think it was on Monday, um ruled in favor six to three that um against discrimination in the workplace for LGBT people, and that essentially saying that sex um includes sexual orientation as a protected class. So this is a huge, huge deal. Uh, my only concern and caveat is that there is no, um, there is, they said that there are religious exemptions, but Miss Neil Gorsuch, who was appointed by Trump, actually voted in, um, in with the majority along with John Roberts, the chief justice who was appointed. He wrote the, um, he wrote the, oh God, what is it called? The opinion. Opinion? The opinion. He wrote the opinion. Did you, did you read his, like, just the beginning? It's really interesting because he's considered a textualist. Or textual is are you under the theory of textualism, which I think is this idea that like I don't know what the opposing theory of it is. I think I read about it. Once well, that the day, that the Constitution but... be should be strictly interpreted according to how the founders intended. That's I think oh that's right that intent. Oh, is that textualist? I believe I thought textualist so. was about the just focusing on the text and not worrying about the intention. I think the opposite. I thought the opposite one. Was I, anyway. You know what, girl? We need to get a lawyer girl on here. To... <laughs> 
because I because I know I feel like he's a I feel like he's a strict constructionist generally too, but he actually uh. I think he's also a civil libertarian too though. Like I think Miss Neil Gorsuch is a complicated figure. Um, well, the the part about his opinion was just interesting was the way in which he he himself was interpreting what the um, Congress have meant by set, how it could be you know how both sexual orientation and gender identity can be tied to sex in terms of the way that an employer might treat someone differently like a woman who has a you know is dating someone who's a man versus a gay man who's dating someone as a man and treating them differently is partly because of their sex because well this is his ideas like because of their sex as a woman that sh- you know that you're okay with it but because it's a gay man basically the reason you're not okay with it is because of their sexual idea. like mm. there's a weird way of interpreting it it worked because yeah. he also kind of used the same thing for trans people it's like oh it's like their, their their identity as a trans person but if that was someone of a certain sex that aligned with your values or aligned with your what you think would be okay societally he's like you don't mind it that means that it should be allowed it was an interesting like i get it and i'm kind of like okay i'll take it again take those wins but it was a really interesting way of how he thought about it i was like huh because that's the that's the um, same type of girl though who who like definitely rule against civil rights and I mean, she's like we got to watch out for her. She's is she she's that a, um, she's that type I mean, of who, like which... both sides type of girl. Like mm, I just get that yeah. from her. You know, she really stole that. She's really in a stolen seat. Like Miss Neil Gorsuch is in a stolen. That seat was supposed to go to Merrick. Yeah, Garland. to Merrick Garland. You know, so yeah. I'll give her this one. I'll give her this one. But I'm still I got my eye out for her. You gotta watch. Yeah, you gotta watch. Um, and we'll definitely make, we'll, we'll get a lawyer girl on to help us. Yeah, we've been needing a lawyer girl on here because I'm like pretending to be one bitch with my bachelor's Are degree you? and shit. Well, no, I'm not. <laughs> You know, like, trying to pretend like I know shit about the law, bitch. I don't know shit, like... AKA, we need to make sure we don't get sued. Um, but as you said, there is that point about the religious religion exemption for religions that feel like it would be against their religious identity. So we'll have to see how narrowly that gets interpreted later on, because I'm sure... So they have a, yeah, they have a case coming up, I think it's in the fall, but they have a case coming up where they're gonna... We're gonna see how they're gonna... If they're gonna let that exemption happen. Um, it's also interesting, because... This past Friday was when the Trump administration, the Department for Health and Human Services, stripped back Obama um, Obama administration language around that explicitly protected LGBT people and took out the piece about trans people, uh, basically saying that um, discrimination on the basis of being male or, or female in healthcare wasn't protected. So, or was saying only discrimination on the basis of being male or female in healthcare was protected. So basically, not protecting trans those of the trans identity. Yeah, ain't so. that some bullshit? But you know, the timing is so <laughs> ironic because, yeah. Well, I saw something that was basically saying that, like maybe they were doing it on purpose to try and get ahead of it. Do you think they knew really... what the ruling would be though? I mean, that was what one of the pieces I was reading was saying that maybe they were just trying to get ahead of it, or maybe they just had. Maybe there were some signals that like, oh, this might go our way, and so either way, we want to. This is the time to do that, because um, really, it literally just came out Friday, and that this ruling came out was that Monday. Oh, and you know what? They're trying to shore up their evangelical support, probably, mm. because I because it's interesting. Like this, you know, this evangelicals might be outraged by this, and they were like, "We trusted you, Trump, and you appointed Neil Gorsuch, and now he ruled in favor of the gays." You know, there might be some evangelical backlash. And if those girls don't show up for Miss TJT in November, she's done. Like, is that one of her core? That's one of her core groups. Yeah, the, the evangelicals, the white evangelicals, are a core core voting group. She's done. If they do not come out mm-hmm. for her, and some of them might be a little fair weather now because of Neil Gorsuch's ruling, because they, you know, I think they would have wanted. I think for their state, because he touts two conservative Supreme Court justices as one of his biggest achievements to those girls, right? Yeah. That for for those a lot of those white evangelical girls only literally voted for him and because of the Supreme Court like they weren't featuring his three wives his adultery his language his <laughs> you know sexual assault charges like his mm-hmm. all of that right but they knew all that, those things <laughs> all of those things and yet they voted for him because of the Supreme Court so if like Miss Neil Gorsuch becomes like a turncoat to the conservatives which I still don't really think she will be but no um. But that could definitely be an issue for him for re-election for Ms. DJT. Well, definitely something to keep an eye on. Um, So we're definitely going to watch this space and get a lawyer girl on. But I think that's it for our good news, bad news today. Um, 
It's time for our Enlightened Judy segment. It's finally coming back. Hey. We got something to talk about. Hey. hey. <laughs> and we are talking about Insecure and the Insecure finale. So sorry if y'all don't want to hear about Insecure. Then yeah. And for you girls minutes. who like, who aren't <laughs> caught up or who are just starting. We know a couple of girls who are just Spoiler. getting started. Spoiler alert. Yeah. Yeah. You girls are so late as also, fuck, but you know. But anyway. I'll put the timestamp. I'll put the time. I'll put spoiler insecure. Okay. In perfect. Stamp. Perfect. So I guess we could start with the finale. I have thoughts. What'd you think? Yeah, Aura? girl. It really left me. I feeling a little sad at the end. Like I, I like sad disappointment or sad just but I, I was left. I was left unfulfilled. Actually, yes, I was left unfulfilled because I was just like, um, I feel like Miss Condola's character wasn't really developed enough leading up to this, and then all of a sudden Ugh. this bitch is pregnant. Like, I don't I, know. You know, and I, she wants to keep it. Like again, yeah. pro choice. Do what you want, girl. But you keep this random dude's baby. After you've actually what? been married, and so Condola, Miss Condola talked Ugh. about she she had she terminated a pregnancy before, like with it seemed like with a guy she was either serious with or who she was even married to, she had an mm. abortion, and she's gonna keep this random ass nigger's baby. Like, I, and she made it. I don't know. I'm sorry, go ahead. Yeah, I just feel like that was it. Just I mean, but you know what? I also understand this element too because I talk to a lot of my female friends about this issue of like now that we are in our 30s um if you got pregnant now by a random or a guy where it didn't work out would you keep the baby and a vast majority of my female friends actually do say yes like at this point in their lives like they're they're not going to get an abortion whereas 10 years ago that might have been a very different story you know i guess i could see that and i guess a part of me be like yeah you know adoption is no joke and things like that or maybe you you know insemination that's not a game either and that definitely costs money and there's privilege with that too but i guess it was just a part of me that's just like she was so clear how she was against marriage but then at the same time yes you're saying okay you're either in this with me or not i'm fine either way but you know what kind of dude lawrence is like so basically whether even without marriage i don't know the part of me is like you're still tying yourself to this man which indefinitely kind of your for heart. the rest of your like, life that yeah felt off and it just felt like they just threw that. They were like, okay, y'all, for real though, we're not going to let East and Lawrence be together. So we need to throw something out there. But a part of me just thinks that it would have mattered so much more also to the development of these characters if they just broke off themselves. Because let's be real, it wasn't going to work out. Long distance no. is real hard. Yes. I didn't believe it. I, I didn't believe did, it either. But no, but easily- you know, I'm not pro East and Lawrence being together. I feel like <laughs> because I think like once you don't go back, like once you. All the niggas in my past, like fuck those niggas, like and like I don't go back, you know. I have friends, I have friends who have been together for years, Mm -hmm. and I'm not naming no names, but let's say one or the other has cheated on the other person, and they still think about that shit years later. Like I don't, I get that like people can move over, but I mean, you had Bali's mom talk about it. Like she, her mom stood together with her dad, but she did never forgot. She never forgot. Like, you never forget. So I feel like Lawrence would never forget what Issa did to him. Well, you know what, though? Let me fight you on that. Let me fight you on that point. Because I think it is a little different. The fact that they've broken up, had time apart, went and so, especially Lawrence sowing his wild oats. And then they're getting back together later. I think that actually helps that kind of situation. Mm. Versus, like, you just... You just stay together the whole time. What do you think about I think that builds resentment to not break up over that i feel like it builds resentment mm, on the part on, okay. on behalf of the person who was cheated on what do you think about the like you cheated then i cheated does that balance out what do you think <laughs> i don't think it does but i've heard that scenario too that's some messy shit like i i don't i <laughs> scenarios like that you two just need to break up like yeah because it just feels toxic yeah it does like, oh. it doesn't lead anywhere positive i feel like and i've seen a bunch of scenarios like that too where and um, yeah, I did. I wasn't rooting for Ethan Lawrence, and now he's getting this job in the Bay Area. I wonder if he'll even go now because now he's a baby daddy in LA. <sighs> he probably won't. He probably won't. He probably won't. And so yeah, it's just so weird. And of course, she did that whole thing. Well, you can be involved as you want to be. You know that is a goddamn lie. Like you are going to be <laughs> when he doesn't show up on a Friday to pick the baby up when he's supposed to. You're gonna be cussing that nigga out. 
just like every other <laughs> baby mama I've ever known in my fucking life. Like, oh my and God. with good reason, right? Because he helped make this baby. But I'm and just... I like Condola. I really was. I liked her. I I I like never Condola trusted that girl. It... I never. Trusted <laughs> oh my her. God. I never trust that hoe. Uh, I, I kind of liked her relationship with Issa. And it was like a different relationship than still her other friends. And I kind of enjoyed that. But I get it. She did. She she was a she was a strange character. Um, but we also got to talk about the other breakup that happened. We knew it was coming. We were talking about it. Yeah, we, knew it was we coming. talked about that. But ta- Molly and Asian Bay are done. But you know what? I'm going to play both sides, girl, on this. Oh, yeah. Both sides, girl. Yeah, on this particular thing. We actually don't know if it's done because we didn't hear when when he asked her, when he asked her, is this what you really want? And then it cut, it fades. We don't hear what Uh. she says. So we just see, obviously, then her and and Issa meet up at that restaurant like, hey, girl, we're so glad to, you know, see you, bitch. Like, but the thing is, we don't actually know that they broke up. That wasn't really resolved, like, and finalized. So we can't... I'll I'm not assuming. I'm not assuming until I see the first episode of the next season. <laughs> okay, you're going to wait a year for I that. Am, well, how, yeah, however, however long they take. Because, you know, them, them niggas be taking, like... They be filming. Know, when they, and with Corona, they're going to use... This shit is not coming back on for two years. Issa's... Like, also, Issa's a movie star now. You know, she's doing movies. So, you know, you like you get your insecure when you get it. But... Yeah. I'll... I'll give you that. I think the fact that she took so long kind of told us, but I think actually that moment spoke to my other issue with this episode, just how the season ended was, I think there was too much stuff left unsaid. Like, I felt like, I guess we're thinking from that conversation that her and Molly are having that we can't hear at the end, that they're going to come back together. But I was like, why can we at least hear the start of it? Because I think there's things that, I need to hear as a listener for me to come around on the fact of like Molly and Issa getting back together. Like, I just hated that there was just so much stuff that they didn't just let us hear. Like, I want to hear Molly apo- or not apologize or have Issa challenge her. That bitch is not going to apologize. We know Miss Molly. She's not that type of girl. But then that's the thing. It's like, I think she should. You don't think she should. Well, I, I do. Will. I think you, she needs think to. She I don't will. think she will. But Miss Prentice Penny, uh, like, Miss Prentice Penny, she was the, one of the creators and the showrunners. The showrunner and, and one of and the wrote creators. and directed this wrote and directed this episode. Yeah, she said that she wanted the main st- like she thought that the relationship story that need to be centered was Molly and Issa. She wrote that on Twitter. I heard that. I saw that, and that makes me even more. So I'm like, then why do you not let us hear their conversation, their reconciliation? Like, why do you leave that unsaid? And Molly definitely I just don't like it. Yeah, I just feel like Molly is. You know, maybe, and maybe I'm that friend in a lot of my relationships too, but I think, <laughs> that, I think Molly's that girl that you got to give her grace. If you want to be her friend, you got to give, just acknowledge her shortcomings in, in friendship and you just got to give her grace. Like this bitch is a selfish hoe, like, but a little bit, or this bitch is like, but I still need her in my life. Like, yeah. but even that, I want to hear that. Cause I think my thing is like, this is what their third break up, their third fight like this has been a big one and it's lasted longer than any of the other ones but their first season they had a fight second season they had a like they always have these fights where they take a break from each other and a part of me is like at some point if it, it felt like we were talking about girlfriends a couple episodes ago it felt like joan and tony it's like it's not a good relationship yeah, it's toxic. and if you're not really gonna let us see how it can be better how it can be different like i i think after this season i might I'm kind of good. Like, I might check in on Insecure, but I'm kind of done. I just hated the fact that it left so many things, like, to my imagination. It's like, no, I want to see this. Like, if you're saying this is a central relationship, then show me how you're going to resolve it. Or, what, I'm supposed to wait a year or a year and a half to see how now they're back together? Or you're going to, what, show me conversations a year and a half later? I'm good on that. You know, pause on that for just a minute. Did you did you watch Miss Um Yvonne Orji, the the girl the young the actress who plays Molly? Did you watch her HBO um her comedy? Did you watch her special or I didn't. I saw the trailer for it, but um, I, w- I think I want to watch. I do want to watch it, but I learned something new about her. Girl, did you know that? Oh. Did you know she's a 36 year old virgin girl? Did you know that? <laughs> I'm. Did you know? You didn't know that. <laughs> To know that. Girl, I was gagging. for where you're gonna take this. Well, where I'm gonna take this? No, I just thought that was so interesting because I think I think she plays Molly so well that uptight hoe. Like 
I think she hasn't had no dick. I think that's how she can play that role, like of that uptight bitch. That it's like she's made for that shit. Like I, I know there's a distinction between Yvonne Orji and Molly, but not having no dick will do that to you, girl. (laughs) Make you act like that. Be that selfish hoe. That. Yes, I think I. I just. I mean, that was eye opening. Is she that way? She's so a Christian she, girl. She's a Nigerian Christian. So she's girl. waiting for marriage. Yeah, she's for yeah, but she, oh. yeah, she, girl. But thirty. Does she live in LA? Does she live in LA? She. Because I'm like, good luck, girl. I don't know where you're gonna find. Well, a she might. Here. Oh, I don't even. I think she lives. in She LA. has to because the show. I, I mean, she probably does. I live mean, in LA. she might. She might come back for the. But I feel like she probably does live, in, especially as like she's not like. I don't think. I mean, I think she's doing well for herself, but I don't think she's at the level as an actor or actress where she could then be somewhere else and only come in at certain times for like auditions and stuff so I bet yeah. she does yeah I'm sure she does live there but she mm, yeah she can play the shit tea. out of she can play the shit out of that role though you're so silly and I and if, if she was made for it girl but. so are you still in so after this are you still in yeah oh yeah yeah i'm still in you know i'm a ride or die for stuff i don't give i don't give i didn't give up on miss no. wendy williams yeah, you know I, I love to give up on i don't stuff. give up <laughs> i i ride or die but um you know what's so interesting like about miss yvonne orgy's like her um what's so interesting is like i know a girl i knew a girl like that in high school me and her were really close who was like a wait until marriage type of girl mm-hmm. and i think she did wait i don't i think she like has we we kind of fell off in contact but she mm. has waited a long time and then me and her have <laughs> fallen off but now she's like she posted on Instagram the other day that she's pregnant with this random nigga and like she's gonna they're not married <laughs> and like I, she was like one of the last people I would have thought to be a baby mama like oh I would have never thought that shit but <laughs> it, you're so fucking much. but she waited so long it was so it's just so fascinating because I mean, you can only but wait so long, girl. Well, my thing about waiting is like, girl, what if you wait? You 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 know where I'm going. Yo, yeah. You find the one bitch. He got looks, got money. You don't mind the family. Y'all have a beautiful wedding. And then you get that dick. And it's just not it. Like, but you don't know you good dick, make though. Do. But you don't know what good dick is, though. You don't, you don't know good dick, but you know... You know if you feel the effects of good dick. Right. You, you know you'll know if it's doing something. I don't know. Well, you know we don't have to worry about that sort of thing, girl. I'm just trying to find a husband. Just trying to find a man. Yeah, right girl. Well, I told you you got to go watch one Miss Juanita Bynum. No more sheets, right? You got to learn how. <laughs> She's. A... You got to watch no more sheets, girl, to learn Tell how to get girls... you a man. Tell the girls who Miss Juanita is. Yeah, not... we have people who aren't. I girl, I never heard of this girl. <laughs> Who's Miss, Miss Juanita? Prophetess Juanita Bynum. She's a prophetess girl. She's a um <laughs> a oh she's a like a Kojic, like Church of God in Christ, um, evangelical, um, evangelist type, um, speaker, oh. preacher girl, but she's not a preacher because she can't be a preacher in her religion and Kojic, so that's why she's a prophetess girl. But she um oh, she Lord. girl, she will have you on the floor, honey. Like she, okay. she's that type of girl. Mm. Her her sermons be so good. And what? No well, more sheets on YouTube. I need girl. to keep some detergent. I need to keep some detergent in the basement. Yeah, stack some soap in the basement. Some soap in the stacks and stacks yeah. and stacks and stacks. So you can be ready for him. So you can't you can't have a man come into your house and you ain't got no soap to wash his clothes. So <laughs> no more sheets, girl. I wash it like <laughs> once a year, honey, to teach me how to get a man. Oh. You know? But, oh yeah, how's that working out for you? Well, I mean, well, I mean, it hasn't uh-huh. worked out just yet, but <laughs> but you know, Miss Juanita Bynum, she hasn't. I mean, she's single now again too. She had a one point two million dollar wedding, girl. Oh. It didn't. It fell apart. So yeah, but um, but yeah, it's still a good watch. It just for it just keeps you, you know, humble, girl. It, it keeps you humble. So, before we uh, get to our thoughts and prayers and wrap up the show, I did have a couple corrections. I'm going to put those in a listener mail. Okay. Um, so, one correction is for myself. Um, when we talked about the Justice and Policing Act, which was the congressional bill that a few Congress members and senators introduced, I didn't name who introduced it. And I want to say that because this is a moment. Um, so, it was introduced by Ms. Kamala Harris. Uh, we talked about her, but I didn't say it was introduced by her. This is my bank's Karen Bass, Bass mm-hmm. who, you know, the... 
Kente Claw thing, um, <laughs> along with Senator Cory Booker and a white man. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> Sorry, who is um, House Judiciary Committee Chair Gerald Naylor? Oh yeah, Gerald. Who's the? He was over who the impeachment. Like a, like a guy. Nice. Yeah. So doing good work. So yeah. White allies. Um, another correction we had was from um, a friend. Um, I Girls is really fact checking show. us like that. Like they really care. <laughs> so like that. well, the no, the one about the correction that was something I wanted to say. Okay. But um, from a Mexican friend who wanted to just say that he actually identifies as Chicano. So knowing the oh, difference okay. was something I didn't okay. know because Chicano kind of speaks to being someone from Mexican descent. But also speaks to like a political um, choice. It. It's a word that was reclaimed. Um, it's like a political, political identity. Um, so just kind of respecting that. So that's, that's the N word girl. <clears throat> yeah, you know okay. the Chicano movement did learn a lot from the Black Power and the Black movement. So I'm hoping she kind of worked through that identity. But is that the girl who that. was who you read for using the N word? That's the same yes, girl? it is. Okay. Yes, it was. Okay, just making yes, sure. it was. But yes, I do. I respect that because I, I. But again, you know. God's not through with us yet. We will. Yeah. You correct me. We are you know, we'll be messy at times. Yes. We'll mess up. So it's time for our thoughts and prayers. I have a quick one, but I don't know if you have any. No, go ahead. Go ahead, girl. So my thoughts um, is uh, from the top of the show. If you're not already clear, don't trust the fucking police. There's no good police. I don't. Even if the ones that say they're good, they still allow the bad ones to exist. So don't trust the police. Uh, one bad apple thoughts? ruins a whole bunch, right? You got one bad apple in your bag of apples. It. It's your your bag is basically done. Like, um, my prayers go out to everyone who's been struggling to work, to sleep, to be productive. Um, I'm not a positivity kind of girl, but I just want to say that you know, even today we have some good news. I think is still something to grab onto. I say take any win, take that paycheck that you still get. Take that laugh that you have with your friends. Take the Supreme Court decision. Take that white queen or white coworker who, I don't know, is doing more than they did the week before, or is at least trying. Like, yes, we're not completely going to be satisfied or comfortable with that, but it's still something. And I think we can't burn ourselves out on the way to getting the real successes and the real progress. So take care of yourselves. Amen. Amen. Oh, wow. You know, I do what I do. So with that, you can follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Two Safe Queens. You can send us emails, comments, and corrections at askthem, A-S-K-T-H-E-M, at twosavequeens.com. You can also leave us a message at 323-438-2827. And please make sure to like, share, subscribe. We're on every podcast platform now. Um, and definitely make sure to rate us on Apple Podcasts. It helps get our little show in front of more people. Thank you, as always, for spending time with us. We hope you stay safe, healthy, and saved. Um, in the words of um, Ms. Devereaux, we shall overcome. <laughs> <laughs>